Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Donald, the most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. I'm Steve Cypress, here with my co-host, Everett Farnell. Welcome to another edition of the Lessons Learned from President Donald Trump podcast. Your co-host Steve Cypress, along with Everett Farnell. Steve, as always, it's a pleasure and an honor to be here. You are a, uh, a powerful and attractive man, Steve. And if we were in the same room, I would shake your hand and hold it for an embarrassingly, awkwardly long time. <laughs> so do you remember uh, I actually was quoting uh, a former cast member on Celebrity Apprentice with the powerful and attractive man that's Gene Simmons line. So I'm I'm really kind of Yeah, which he uh, says uh, about stretching. himself. Oh, he says it about himself. He says it about everybody he meets. He says it, Oh, he does. He called, yeah, I guess when, so. when I, I met know, him, I met him. I but I have to correct you there because I met him and he did not say that about me. Oh, he he said it about me when we met. Wow. Yeah, so. I take that personally, and I also understand why. Okay, so getting to today's topic, I mean, we are overloaded. We were just talking the other day how we could do a daily lesson from Donald Trump these days, all the material we're getting. You know, we have enough to, he could be reelected and then change the law and be elected 16 times till he's 142. We have enough material, although that would be some more material. But uh, today... We want to talk about this thing you've been seeing Donald Trump ever, doing ever since pretty much uh, the day he declared his candidacy, which takes him apart from just about every other politician, is this underlying overwhelming respect that Donald Trump has for his constituency, for his supporters. So for a small business person, we'd, we would say for your marketplace. The respect that Trump has for his market, for his supporters. So you see that all along the campaign trail, while his detractors were constantly, especially in the general campaign, you know, Hillary famously called his supporters deplorable. And of course, how that worked out for her, instantly people knew that what that effect was going to have was going to gel his supporters even more, because it didn't matter. Anyone was calling his supporters any name in the book, he always respected that, while other candidates were calling his people all kinds of things. And then he gets into office, and he continues to show this respect by this flurry of executive orders to show that he is fulfilling all of his campaign promises, unlike what almost every other politician, certainly presidents have done in the past, is they make 7,000 campaign promises, and then they mysteriously forget whatever they promise, having no respect for their marketplace once they get, once they get in office, take them for granted, and just do whatever the heck they want to do. Trump isn't doing that. He's showing complete respect for his supporters by doing whatever he can to fulfill on his promises. In fairness, Steve, when you have private policies and private policy positions and public policy positions, sometimes it gets hard to keep all that stuff straight and they get confused, I think. Well, that's true. Take this uh, travel ban immigration pause thing, for instance, like if Trump really thought that was something that was absolutely immediately necessary, 
then the second it was uh, stayed or halted or temporarily halted or whatever by the first court like weeks ago, an hour later he would have had another one in place by his lawyers. Well, yeah, but I, I was I was making reference to Hillary's comments to Golden, Goldman Sachs that she has private positions and public positions on policy. Well, yes, but it's not just so, her. I'm, I'm agreeing with no, you that different. Trump also clearly has a private position that this travel ban is not necessary or else he wouldn't be sitting there while the courts drag it out without having a new one in place. Heck, if I yeah. Think well, of, like Chicago, it's raining like out, Chicago. an umbrella is necessary, and you come along and steal my umbrella. I'm not going like, to wait till I go to court to get my umbrella back. I'm going to also buy a new one. Like I think right. it is necessary. I'm going to get a new one instantly. Well, and that, I mean, so that's you're right. Chicago. In, in that's public, he's counsel. saying I'm going to fulfill my promises. In private, maybe not so much. But even if it's just in public, that's the point. Is at least in public, as a business owner. You want to show that you are following through on what you promise, even if personally you don't believe it's something you ought to do. And that happens all the time with customers. That's where the saying came from, the customer's always right. Even if you don't agree and you think, let's say you're an interior designer and you have your consultation or, or an architect, you know, and you draw out your, your drawing or even a kitchen remodeler, for crying out loud. You draw out the whole drawing and you say, I think you should do this and put in dovetail joints and you ought to get the brass finished, whatever and then the person says, no, what I really want is uh, purple paint with green trim. Well, that's what they want. So we don't have disrespect for them and think they're stupid. We're going to respect what they want, and we're going to give it to them. And that's what you see Trump is doing, and that's what he keeps saying. I was elected to do this. That's what I'm going to do, and that's what a business person ought to do. Am I wrong? No, you're you're absolutely right, but I think it goes deeper than that. I, I'm back when in my before I was a contracting business owner, I was a contracting business salesperson. We sell sunrooms, and I was always the second best salesman in the room, which drove me nuts. And one other guy was always the top salesman in the room, and I mean, he would just squeak out by five percent or ten percent. It wasn't like he, you know, he he killed me. And you know, it the the difference was that he loved the customer and that I didn't. So I was a one-shot close. That's how I'd been trained. That's where I came from, vacuum cleaner sales. There is no such thing as a be-back or a call-back. If you leave without a check, the deal's done. It's over. Yeah, that was me, too. I did nine years of door-to-door yeah. sales. And, okay, you know, so, once yeah, you left the once door, you walk away from the, the door. The item left with me. Yeah, so that's how I was trained. That's where I came from. So I started contract. I started sunroom sales, and I would go out. Now, I sold more, except for this guy. I sold more than everybody else in the room. So, I mean, I would go and close them, and I'd knock them down. I was making a good living. I was making a six-figure living selling sunrooms, but this guy always squeaked out, always, always squeaked out, and it was because he didn't close as many as I did on the first call, but he had enough respect and enough appreciation and enough love for the client that he would call them back. He would stay in touch with them. He would help them if they needed help anywhere as, with regard to sunrooms. I mean, he wasn't going mowing their lawn, but with, in regard to sunrooms, if they needed some advice on anything or if they needed him to look over a contract, even if they weren't buying from him, he did whatever was necessary to help that customer do to help the customers do you know with regard to sunrooms and he always sold more than me and here's the thing he sold more than me and he didn't burn out because see on those one call closes that's a high stress situation to put yourself in and i would need uh, you know i mean i needed some vacation time i needed some rest time i needed some downtime and he just 
kept cranking along and never stopped. To the last I talked with him, he was still in the business and he was running a eight-figure sunroom company. He was running. He was a sales manager for an eight-figure sunroom company, uh, making really big money. And when he was home by five o'clock every day. Now, not my deal, not something I would want to do, but I got a ton of respect for the guy because he understands the importance of loving your customer and really wanting to help your customer and really bringing it. Now, that doesn't mean you should do a bunch of free stuff and never get paid for it, but he was intelligent about the way that he he, he dealt with the customer and the, about the way that he worked with the customer and he made a ton of money doing it. So, I, I mean, I think it's really important for business owners because it comes through in everything you do. So, when it in the area, in the scope of what you're doing, so we're consultants, Steve and I are consultants, right? So, there's a certain amount of free work that we'll do for somebody, a certain amount of phone calls that we'll take with some hints and some information and uh, even this podcast is available for free because we love business owners. We want to see business owners survive and thrive and double and triple and quintuple their their incomes. Because Steve, I think you'll agree with me when I say that we know that business owners are the only people who can save the economy. Not Trump, not Hillary, not the government, not the Fed, not the stock market not Fortune 500 companies, entrepreneurial business owners are the ones who are going to save the economy. Yeah, the only ones only who are that, capable. But we, we will do it whether or not they lower taxes, repeal Obamacare, cut regulate. We'll, we're going to do it anyway because that's who we are. It's in our DNA. So now that, that said, I was not in love back in the day. I was not in love with people who were building sunrooms or putting sunrooms onto their house. And as a result, I never quite got there. Whereas the other guy who I was working with did love his customers. He did love what he was doing. He loves his prospects. He loved his customers. And not only was he always the best in the room, which, like I said, drove me crazy because I tend to be kind of competitive, particularly in my 20s. I was very competitive. But not only was he uh, was he the best, but he also went on to really get to uh, to a high level in his uh, in his chosen field. So I, I mean, I just can't say enough how important it is for business owners to really adopt a feeling of love for their prospects and for their customers. Uh, and if you can't, probably better to get into another business where you can. Well, I could not agree more, and I have a very similar uh, background. As I said, that was my training when I was in door-to-door sales. When I left, my item left with me. But then when I took my only job working for a corporation, a big Fortune 500 corporation, I was a sales rep, a consultant to small business owners for a Yellow Page publisher. So I would go around and I would consult small business owners on their marketing and help them with their ads. And I was that guy you talked about. I broke every record, and man, was I, everyone was always nipping at my heels and saying, you know, did you have any sales today, and where are you on the report? And I was like, don't worry, you're not going to beat me. Like, and they hated that, and I, and I, you know, I kind of lorded it over. But I always knew that I was going to, I mean, if anybody did, I was just going to go make another sale, because the way I made sales was what you're talking about. I loved, as I still do, I love small business owners. That's who I was helping with the advertising, and everyone else in the office pretty much was like the guy you used to be, was talking about that. So they would go in and nights, weekends, I'd be the only one in the place still 9, 10 at night. Once in a while, the reps would come back because they were at the bar across the street having a party and doing whatever they do after work. And they'd come in because they forgot their coat or to pick something up. Or, and they'd go like, you're always here. What are you, you're always here late. And, they, and I'm like, yeah, I'm working on this. They go, didn't you already? I thought you just signed that today. You signed the renewal. Well, go on to the next one. 
And I was like, no, see, that's the difference. You sign the deal, and to you, that's the end of the matter, is you've made the sale, you go on to the next one. To me, the work doesn't start until I make the sale. Now I've got to fix their ad. Now I've got to put a good program together that's going to get them more calls. Now I've got to save them money on their ad, and I've got to make it more effective. I've got a ton of work to do. To me, it was the long game, and it worked because I knew that even when I walked in and someone said, you know, my ad isn't working, I'm going to cut the ad down, I said, okay, let's cut the ad down, but allow me to go in and fix your ad, and I'll come back next year, and you'll want to put that ad up not only as big as it was, but even bigger, and you'll want to put it into more books, and that's what would happen. So I took a little hit in the short term, but then I really loved them and helped them and guided them not only to why I put the ad together, but how to answer the phone and what to say based on what I put in the ad, and also how to change their website to match the ad, and on and on. And I, I really loved my customer, and you're right, when you just described it, I had such a low-stress job compared to most of the salesmen there who were just hunting for the next victim, selling them a piece of crap ad, and then going partying with the money and going to the next one. And I had it much different than that, but I had the long game, and I had a much more successful career, and I had it much easier than the guys were doing it that way. And so every small business owner is at heart doing sales, whether you're doing them yourself or you have salespeople, but everything you do is all about generating more revenue and more profits. That's what the business is for. And so I love what you're saying here, Everett, is to respect your customers, your market. So when you do a job, do it well, go back and check on it, call them back and ask them if everything is still all right with that roof six months later. Maybe go in and give them a free nap after a year, and, and you might find that they need some other work done. You might find that they need a totally different project. You might find that they'll refer you to the neighbors. You know, by using that long-term and caring and really loving your customers and your market, in the long run, you're going to be better off. And that's one of the things that, of all the things he's doing that are just sending shockwaves through the universe here, <laughs> that's one thing Trump is showing that you just don't see other politicians doing. They get into office and they immediately forget pretty much everything they said along the campaign trail and everyone that voted for him and the inner cities still break down and people's income doesn't go up and you know they but they built themselves a raise and they exempt themselves from obamacare you know they're all about themselves and they forget who put them there and trump is not doing that and that's because he's a business person and i'm thinking that when trump builds a golf course or he builds a, a tower a residential or an office building he doesn't just build it and then forget about it. He does what you're saying, Everett. He goes back and he checks on it. And he, he I know that I'm hearing those stories out of this Mar-a-Lago thing in Florida that, you know, he has relationships with his members that have been members for years and years. And he'll introduce them to people and have dinner with them. And he loves his customers. He loves his tenants. He loves his members. He loves his constituents. To do the same thing in your business is going to lead you to long-term success in a relaxing way compared to the wham-bam slam door-to-door sales I did or the sunroom sales that Everett's doing. Yeah, it's so much nicer when you have a good relationship with your customers and they like you and you like them and you can really help. It's it's just more rewarding. And in the long term, far, 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 but even in the short term, that you'll be far more successful. Like I said, if you don't love your customers, find another business where you can love your customers. I love it. Great note to end on with the added note of the advanced tip that we always have this week is a fantastic one. It's based on this principle, but it's a little more advanced and it'll get you a lot better results. But for that, you got to go to lessons learned from Donald Trump.com. 
contact information is on there for Everett and for myself. Contact either one of us. We will share the advance tip and we will help you. We can't spend all day on the phone with you for free. I'm sure you do the same thing in your business, but we will help you. Like Everett said, we love small business owners. We love to help you. And once in a while, somebody we help says, you know, hey, I'd like some more of this. They become a client. So it's a win-win for everybody. Go to LessonsLearnFromDonaldTrump.com. We'll get on the phone with you. We'll get the advance tip and come back here, of course, next week for another episode of the Lessons Learned from President, I still, it's still amazing for me to say such a thing, uh, President <laughs> Donald Trump Podcast. Perfect. We'll talk to you next week. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure you go listen to the rest of the episodes by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. And join us next time. Unless you like being a loser, some people do, I guess.